Hi guys, my name is Tashoy. And my name is Natasha. And welcome, welcome to, to His Word. word. Yeah. We are here to bring you His Word through testimonies. And His Word is here to encourage, uplift, inspire, help, believe, and to trust. So what is a testimony, you may ask? I'll let you know. A testimony is a testament of what God is doing in your life. It is powerful to share your testimony and it will help other people who are going through the exact same thing. So guys, please remember to hear his word, speak his word, and share his word. His His word word is is God's God's word. Hi guys, my name is Natasha Brown and welcome to His Word. So this is episode four of season three and honestly this episode has given me great joy. Um, (laughs) I actually recorded this testimony like last year, um, like in time for season three and like this episode is called Bloom for a Reason because we spoke about blooming and we spoke about how we are now in a season of you know, flourishing and being who we need to be in Christ. So what's crazy is that last night, last night I was reading Luke and for some reason I just felt really, really inspired and I thought, you know what, let me actually study the Bible today and I did and something really popped out to me and I will share that in a moment. But then when I was editing this episode to put out on Tuesday, um, I thought like I was playing it over and the person in this episode sharing her testimony she said the exact same verse that I studied. Like, there's so many Bible um, stories, there's a lot of verses to read in the Bible. But for this one verse that I've been studying to be the exact same verse that, that we spoke about in this testimony last year, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's not a coincidence. Because this verse really struck me and I forgot about the verse in which we mentioned in this testimony. So our anchor verse is Luke 1 45 and it says, Blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. And I love this verse so much because it tells us a story of two people. So let me just hand you some um, context right now, yeah. So John the Baptist was born around the exact same time and he was conceived around the exact same time as Jesus. Um, So when John's dad heard, you know, the angel approached him and he told him, okay, you are going to have a son with your wife, Elizabeth. He could not believe it. And here's what happened. He said, okay, how can this be? Like, I'm old and she's old, so how can this be? And because he didn't believe, the angel told him, do you know what? Because you're doubting this whole thing, I need to make you mute, yeah? Because you might jeopardise this with your mouth. That was the purpose of him being mute. Because sometimes in life, yeah, God will come to us and tell us something, but then we doubt it, we question it, and then we put an excuse behind it. His excuse as to why, like, it was impossible that um, God would hand him a son right now is because he was old. He was at an age where it was fairly impossible you know to have kids at this age so the angels told him you know what I'm gonna make you mute because this will be fulfilled in its time and the reason why I'm comparing this story to what happened in terms of like Mary also being approached by an angel is that when she was approached by an angel yes she questioned a a key 
distinction between when the, the angel approached her and when the angel approached um, John's father, which is um, Zachariah. And the key distinction here was that Mary believed. She believed, like, she questioned it, but she believed. And it is so, so important that any time God comes to you and he tells you anything, you need to believe. You need to trust and believe in what he has just told you because you could be the same person who jeopardizes what God has in store for you just because you doubted, just because you believed. So I just wanted to just tell you guys right up, like right now, this verse was not a coincidence. Like every single testimony I um put out is always led by God, honestly. Like I recorded this testimony a long time ago, but there's always a time for when things have to be heard. And something dropped in my spirit that, you know what, today's the day that I need to release her episode because someone out there needs to hear that blessed is she who believes. You are blessed because you believe. You are blessed because you did not doubt in your heart. You are blessed because you hung onto his word, that you trusted that because God told you that it will happen, you believed and you made sure to hang onto that because everything has its time. Every single thing has its time in life as to when it's going to happen. And it will happen. It will be fulfilled when it's time for it to be fulfilled. So I just wanted to just come on here and share that really quickly because I do not want any of you to miss out on what you need to have and gain in your life just because you questioned it and you doubted it. Of course, we are humans. And of course, when things come to us and it seems a bit impossible, we will obviously question it. But at the same time, you need to know God enough and trust God enough that when he comes to you and tells you, you know what, move there or, you know, marry this person or do that or you know, have this business, that you hold on to his word, that even though your circumstances, yeah, even though your circumstances, your age, your gender, your um situation, even though your circumstance may not make it seem as though it's possible, with God, all things are possible and blessed is he or she who has believed. Anyway, <laughs> let me just move on from that. So this episode is called Bloom, as already mentioned, and our guest here Today, her name is Sharina, and it's a pleasure to have you here on the His Word podcast. So please let us know what God has done for you and bless us with your testimony. Well, my name is Sharina. I go by Sharina Chantel, and I'm from Montreal, Canada. So that's where I'm, I live. But if you want to go all the way back, my dad's from Jamaica and grandparents are from Trinidad and Barbados. You do? Oh, yeah. I just have to interject. <laughs> <laughs> How far are you from in Jamaica? Because I'm from Jamaica too. <laughs> so he's from Kingston. He was born okay. in Kingston. What about you? Okay, so I'm from like country, like. Um, okay, got it. Like Thomas, mountainside area. That's where I'm from. But yeah. Okay. Ooh, that's, that's, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yes. So in terms of my testimony and how I became a follower of Jesus, so I'll take you all the way back. It was um, 2010 where everything culminated. But even before then, it started with me meeting a guy. And so I met him at a basketball game shortly after we started dating. And he so but at this point, I considered myself to be Christian, but I really operated like an agnostic. It was kind of like 50-50, we'll see, you know, and, you know, Christmas and Easter, if that, but wouldn't see me in church or reading my Bible any other time. 
Um, but he was brought up differently. So he grew up in a Christian household where they went to church on a weekly basis, all of that. And at the time that we met, uh, he was kind of drawing further and further away from his faith. It was no longer the center of his life at that point. Um, so we dated for a year. I, so it was interesting because I remember things he, he, he asked me if I was Christian and I was like, yeah, but, uh, like there's nothing else to really tell about that you know and um and I had started going to church but I was more going as an observer almost like who are these people that go when it's not Christmas and Easter like what's going on you know and um anyway so we we were dating but God was not at the center of our relationship that wasn't really a topic of discussion much and it was really towards the end of that relationship that he was kind of going through his own you know, stuff. And he reached a really hard place where he asked God and cried out to God and was like, can you just put a reset on everything? Can you reset with Sharina and I? And he felt that the Holy Spirit told him, well, right now you're each other's God. And I want Sharina to know me for herself. Now, listen, <laughs> I had no framework for a, um, um, God speaking to, you know, a person. Also, you know, he was 18 at the time. So I don't know how many 18 year old men, you know, that speak like this. <laughs> so there was something in me that just knew it was coming from a genuine place and the, the relationship was great. So I automatically thought, well, if he's wanting to end this because of something God told him, how much more amazing must this relationship with God be then? So there was just this burning curiosity in me to want to know, you know, what does it mean to have a relationship with God? What is it like, is this real? You know, I wanted to dig deeper and there was this just fire in me to want to know the truth. And I was like, look, you know, I'm 18, no better time than now. Um, and I just kind of poured myself into seeking God and reading the word. And um, it was a struggle at first, but I really felt like God graced me on that journey. I became sensitive to different things. I became sensitive to, you know, swearing. I became sensitive to the quality of conversations happening around me. I, um, I was just very aware of everything that was going on in my life um, and just seeing things through a different perspective. Like it was like I had a new set of eyes, you can say. But um, so the culminating moment. Um, where I kind of gave my life to Jesus was, it was a it was a night where he and a mutual friend came over. Mind you, we were still broken up at this point, and they were in my room, and we were just talking about random things. But um, our mutual friend, she randomly, she was like going through the Bible, and then she was she came across the verse where I was talking about where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am amongst them, and she shared that with me and. She was like, I really feel like God wants to do something here tonight. Like I, I, I sense like the Holy Spirit's wanting to do something. And I'm going to be really honest, like my automatically, you know, when she started talking about the Holy Spirit, I got really stiff and like tight. I was like, oh no, like, what is she expecting? Like, I'm not one to pretend I'm not going to put on a show. To be honest, I think I was like, okay, these Christians are going to be really disappointed. Like that was in my mind because I'm like, I don't know what they're expecting, you know? But at the same time, I was just like, you know, if it's real, like I I want you know, to, to, to know him. I, I want to encounter God. And so we went into my living room and it was my first time praying out loud, like in front of people. And they, they kind of went to the side 
And um, my ex at the time, he told me, put up your hand like a martini glass and speak to your heavenly father. That was the instruction he gave me. And so I put my hands up and I remember not knowing what to say. And so I just started thanking him. And I was just like, you know, thank you, God. Thank you. Like, I don't remember the exact words, but I just started thanking him in that moment. And that's when I felt for the very first time ever, I felt like the tangible presence of God in my living room. And I just lost it at that point. Like I was just bawling my eyes out because I was just like, he's here. Like I'm not in a church. I'm not in a building. There's no, you know, clergy around. Like it's just me and God right now. And it just, I was just overwhelmed by his presence. Um, and I just started crying and then my lips started to quiver. And then what I thought was the unthinkable happened, which was speaking in tongues. And I was just like, I was just like, this is not happening right now. So I just, it was, it, I, I was just blown away. So I started speaking in unknown languages. And for me, that was proof. I was like, I'm speaking in another language right now, you know? So I got really loud because for me, it was proof, you know? And my mom was sleeping at the time um, and she woke up and she saw what was happening and God had been working in her life behind the scenes as well. And so she rededicated her life to Jesus as well. And then my neighbor came knocking because when I tell you I got loud, I got loud. <laughs> I love that. I, I love that the effective prayer. Like the energy needs to be there. Thank you. That's it. And for me, it was just like, I need people to know about this. Because that's even what I was saying. Um, I was like, why don't people know? Why don't people know? And it was in that moment that I felt the Holy Spirit, which that's a whole other thing too, hearing from God, that could be a whole different <laughs> um, topic. But I really sensed the Holy Spirit saying that, like just encouraging me that I wasn't the only one that he has, he's working in the lives of his kids all around the world. And he's, and the this is what's so amazing is because he told me in that moment, he's like, you will share your story. You will share what I have done. And it's just, it's so amazing because like, then you come and you reach out and you ask for me to share my story. You know, it's just the fulfillment of the promise that he said 10 years ago and it keeps happening, you know? And so I just love how he weaves it together and, and he, it's exactly what he said would happen, you know? And it's not just me. There's, there's testimonies all around the world of God reaching his kids, you know? And that's why I love what you're doing because it says, you know, we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Yes, yes. yes. And so it was that night that I just, I was like, I don't care what my university professor has to say. I don't care what, you know, I see, like, I know God is real and I know he encountered me here. And that was the day that I was like, I'm not going to just say I'm a Christian. I'm going to say I'm a follower of Jesus. Like that was the distinctive for me. And um, that's when, you know, I, I really transformed and, and then it was a journey, you know, there, it was a journey of getting to know God, getting to know his word and him transforming me, you know, and changing my desires and, um, building that trust. And what I love is God knows his kids. There, there's not a one size fits all. He's not trying to get us all in this good Christian girl box, which is what I thought. I was like, Christianity is going to be a list of do's and don'ts. It's going to be cookie cutter, good Christian girl, you know? And I was like, God, you've got the wrong one, you know? <laughs> <laughs> <Hallelujah>. <laughs> <laughs> but 
but he showed me that it was it's not that like I was his idea we all are you know we're all made in his image he has a plan and a purpose for every single one of us he knows how many hairs are on our head like it's not about trying to get us all to conform and look the same like it, you just need to look around you see that there's diversity and beauty and all that God's created you know he's just calling his children back home, back in connection to him, which is what Jesus did, you know? And so I love that, you know, we all have a part to play and that's my story in a nutshell, <laughs> but um, that's, that's what that part of my story looked like. And, and when things really were that, where I made that switch and, and where my identity was truly found in him moving forward. Yeah. 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 That's a beautiful testimony. Thank you. And I feel like a lot of people want to find God, but they don't know how to. And I mm. feel like it's so important to have like the right people around you to kind of, kind of like guide you on the, on the, the, the right path. Because yeah. like, when I first um, came into Christ, I was clueless about what to do. Like, how do I pray? How, how do I have faith? But like right. this whole year, he's taught me that, you know what, you actually do have faith. Faith is like, when he's speaking to you, you act upon that. Like, even though you can't see anything like happening right now, you act upon it because why he's spoken, you know, and it's just amazing how you've spoken about that. So I wanted to ask you a question. So what advice do you have for anyone out there like who are trying to find God, but they don't know how to, and they are a bit lost because obviously when you come to Christ, it's hard. It's not an easy journey at all. Do you know, how are you able to kind of like give up everything and just say, you know what, God, I'm all yours. Mm, That's it. Well, the thing is, it really comes down to trust, right? But it's hard to trust someone you don't know. So the main thing is getting to know God and and starting with the word, you know, because there could be a lot of deception and and you don't want to learn about someone through someone else. You know, the best way is to get to know him for yourself, you know, and um, reading the word and not, and knowing it for yourself, even so that way, when you're listening to teaching and preaching, which is important too, don't get me wrong, that's um, crucial, but you want to make sure that you just don't know through the lens of someone else because people will fail you, you know, but God won't. So you want to make sure that's where the connection is and that's where the trust is. And so I would encourage them to read the word. Start, I, I would encourage to start in the book of John because it has the most direct quotes from Jesus and it's very easy to understand. You don't have to, um, you know, if you, if you start kind of in the beginning with Genesis, which is great too, but you can kind of get lost when you, you know, start hitting Leviticus and numbers, you know, people start falling off. (laughs) Yeah. And Jesus is the fulfillment of, of the old Testament and both are important, but I would definitely, if they're, if they're just starting out, I would, I would start with Jesus, you know, because he's the one that really emulated everything that we need to know. And he's, you know, the, the visible, the visible imprint of of God, you know? So I would start there. And then I would say praying. And when you pray, not thinking of, you know, what sounds good or, you know, filtering, but coming before God the same way you would a friend that you love and trust, you know, don't worry about the these and the vows or like what sounds fancy, but just being naked and unashamed before God, you know, pouring out your heart and not filtering it. Cause sometimes we filter it. We're like, okay, I'll talk to God about the spiritual things. You know, I'm not going to talk to him about the fact that, you know, I'm feeling some type of way, or I think that guy is cute or, you know, I'm, I'm going to leave that somewhere else. But God wants to know, like, 
he, he cares about everything that concerns us, you know? So, so bringing all your cares to him, like there, there's a, there's a scripture that says, cast your cares on the Lord, you know, because he cares for you. So it's knowing that, you know, and, and knowing that he hears you and that he's present, you know, that it's not just like, it's not like a, well, I hope that message got through, you know, <laughs> it's, it's knowing that he's, he's present and he truly hears us. Yes. I would, I would definitely say, um, starting with that and, and getting to know the character of God and the promises, the promises with your name on it, knowing what it is that he promised. Cause some people are they're just walking around unaware, you know? And so, making yourself aware of what he promised, what his plan is. That, that's the thing too, even with, you know, all that's happening. And he, he says in this life, we'll have trouble. He says that everything that can be shaken will be, you know, some people, the reason why they're feeling so anxious and worried is because they don't know how this thing ends. You know, they don't realize that he said this will happen, you know? So it's finding yourself in the midst of his plan, knowing that he's in your present and your future, you know? That is wonderful, wonderful advice. And whoever's hearing this advice, honestly, take out your notepad and pen and rewind it and write that down because that's crucial. It is so important. So for a lot of us, COVID has actually been a test of faith. It's been testing us in terms of like how committed we are to Christ. You know, it's been testing um, of our patience. It's been testing of our ability to still attend church, our ability to still pray, our ability to adapt to our new times in Christ. So how has COVID been for you in regards to your test of faith? Right. I mean, it's been a wild ride, don't get me wrong. But what's what's blown me away is so every year I ask God for a word for the for the next year. Just for for me, just kind of like a a word that just overlooks the whole year. It kind of like anchors me the whole year. So in 2019, I asked God, what's the word for 2020? You know, before I go into my goals and all these different things, like what's the word for 2020? And the word I got was surrender. Now, little did I know. <laughs> Mind you, I had no idea COVID was going to happen. I'm not claiming to know that that was going to hit. It surprised me just like it did the rest of the world. But I had that word surrender. And it just added so many layers to it when I realized, you know, all the things that, quote, we know we're not in control, but it showed it at a different level, you know. And so I had that word before it even happened. So I, I just had this peace knowing that God knows, you know, and, and um, I just saw his provision in the midst of it, his protection in the midst of it. So I've just been overwhelmed and grateful um, for the trial and the stretch, you know, and I think it's, it's understanding that these things that happen, they're, they're, they're not to, make us feel fearful or shrink back but a lot of it exposes you know what's underneath the surface like it's it's all well to say you know you trust god and um you know but but it's when it's tested that we really get to see what it is that we truly believe i love the analogy i shared this as well um on, a, on another um, podcast but i love this analogy it's like with a tea bag so with a tea bag everything looks all fine and well, but when you put hot water on it, that's when you see what's really inside. So I'm learning in this season to rejoice when there's hot water because I want to know what's inside me. 
I, I can't tell what's inside me when things are cool and great and everything's going well. I only know what's inside me when there's hot water applied, when there's pressure. I see the contents of what's really inside. And it's not, it's not to shame me or embarrass me, but it's because God wants to deal with that. You know, he wants to point that out. He doesn't want us to deceive ourselves. He cares about what's inside us and what we really believe, not what we say we believe. So I'm learning to like lean into the, the struggle, lean into the uncomfortable and know that it's going to make me better on the other side of it. I love that perspective because I feel like a lot of us are kind of like scared to find him because we feel like, you know, what if we find him, everything's exposed and everyone mm-hmm. can see everything about us. But yeah. you just obviously like told us that, you know, how are, are you su- supposed to grow if you're just in the same place doing the same thing all the time? Yeah. You know, like it won't happen. And I feel like for me anyway, when it comes to COVID, I found things that I wasn't even aware that I even had, you know, on. being on a podcast, like, who do I, who am I? Do you know what I mean? Like, Girl. there's no way at all that I thought I would ever be on this platform, but he's created it for me, you know? So I love it. Yeah. I, I want people out there to kind of like see that even when you have all these insecurities, he's not trying to embarrass you because I thought, God, why would uh-huh. you? come and choose me and embarrass me right. when I have a speech impairment. I cannot do hmm. this, you know, but then he kind of taught me this whole year that he created me like this for a reason. And it's, a not, month, it, it, it's not to put me to um, shame or to embarrass me. You know, yeah. the enemy, he wants me to feel that type of way. But what he for wants sure. to do is he wants to um, use that glory to his name. That's exactly it. And it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. And you're in good company, girl. Moses had a speech impediment and look what happened. Like, oh my God. No, it's always those things that we, we all have. You know, some are more visible, some are more identif- identifiable by others, but we all have our weaknesses and our insecurities, you know. And I think sometimes in, in Christian circles it's changing but we can think that we glorify god by being perfect by showing our strengths but that's not what paul said he you know it's in our weaknesses you know he is sufficient he he is more than sufficient you know and it is his strength is made perfect in our weakness and so it's it's being on display and being like you know with all that i am with shortcoming strengths you know, all of it, God is God and he's working in the midst of it, you know? And it, it's so true because it, it's such an encouragement to everyone else and it, and it shows them that this isn't about us. Like anytime he wants to um, use you, you need to put away all of your emotions, everything that you feel, just put it aside because he, he now wants to use you for his purpose. It's not about you anymore. So like yeah. this whole year, I've just kind of had to humble and say, you know what? It's not about you anymore, darling. It's not about mm. you, okay? Be quiet, it's not about you, okay? <laughs> it's fine. It, it will work out how it's supposed to work out. Right, so I have like two parts in this question. So the first question is, are you currently a member of a church? Yes, I am. So I'm, I'm a part of a, a church here in Montreal. Um, they're located downtown and it's been around for, I think it's 120 years now. So yeah, it's been, it's been around for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. So I've asked that question because I feel like whenever we start our j- journey in Christ, it is crucial to be a part of a church because you are just starting out. There's no way that you'll be able to do it all on your own. You know, you need to have that support. And obviously when you first 
coming to Christ as anything as when you start anything in life you know at times you may have a hurdle and it may be hard for you but being amongst the right people and hearing the word of God and just seeing people's perspectives and being in fellowship and you know how bible readings and bible and studies are all part of being a christian and is very much important so how were you able to find a church and what are the characteristics of, of your church which really allowed you to think you know what this is the church for me right i think um well for me i it was my mom who like when I said we were Christers, like Christmas Easter, like that was the church that we went to. But um, I think in a church, it's so important. First of all, it's important to realize that there's no perfect church. There, you're not looking for a perfect church. You're looking for a healthy church. Some people, they see, you know, any kind of friction or something and they want to run, you know, but we're not going to find a perfect church on this side of eternity, you know? So it's, it's finding a church that's healthy, not perfect. And um, I would say making sure that the teachings and the messages are based around the word of God. It's so important, especially you'll see um, more and more that there's like new age, you know, appearing in church. There's a lot of talk about, you know, living your best life and everything is about you. If you realize that all the messages are centering around you and not Jesus, that's kind of a red flag. You know, Um, I'm all about encouraging people and I'm all about it being practical in your everyday life as well. But you want to make sure that the message of Jesus and the actual gospel that this whole thing is, you know, um, like, pinned upon isn't being neglected and ignored. So that's, that's definitely um, the encouragement I would give. Also, you know, find a church that you can, you can plug in and serve, serve and be a part of community. You know, we're not meant to do this journey alone. And so finding a church that you feel that you can be a part of and you can, you know, take ownership, like this is your home too kind of thing. So I think those are the, the three things I would definitely encourage. Yeah. Thank you for um, coming on to the uh, podcast. I wanted to um, say, do you have a, a verse that you kind of like cling to? Because you know how everybody has a verse. That one verse that mm. you can to do in that time of need. Mm. <laughs> What's that verse? Oh my gosh. I have, I have different ones in different seasons. I'm trying to think which one I would share right now. I think right now it would be, I believe it's in Luke, um, blessed is she who believed. And it was in the con- it's in the context of Mary believing um, what was spoken to her. And I, that's really something that I'm clinging on right now is, is it's just believing God, just believing that he is who he says he is and he will do what he said he will do. And um, yeah, I, I feel like that's the, the verse that's just kind of focusing me right now and just reminding me to, you know, believe what he said and and what he's doing yeah wow what a phenomenal um testimony <laughs> honestly i had so much fun um speaking to sharina she really blessed me with her voice and her smile and her laugh and just her energy was just fantastic like you could tell that the holy spirit lived within her and again thank you so much so if there's anybody out there who has a testimony please do not hesitate to share your testimony with us. You know, it's a pleasure and an honor to even have anyone come on here in the first place. Um, And every single week, day in and day out, I am amazed at what God is doing around the world. So guys, if you do have a um, testimony, do not hesitate to contact us at hisgodlyword at 
gmail.com alternatively we do have a form to fill out on our website so if you are interested it's on there www.hisword.com UK. Lastly, we do have our His Word boxes. When I first started my journey with God, it was difficult. I did not know how to pray. I didn't know how to read the Bible. And I have created a His Word Bible plus devotional box to really help you to start those healthy habits with God. It is crucial to start building habits of God, like waking up at a certain time to pray with him, you know, reading the Bible daily, you know, being able to have a partner who will allow you to be accountable. It can be a friend, it could be anybody, but it's just so important to have these healthy habits in place so that when the enemy comes, because he he comes to kill, steal and destroy, like we already know this and we know that he will continue to tempt you and he will come back even after he's failed. So it's so important to have these healthy habits in place for when these things happen. So yeah, if you are interested, that is on our website. And again, guys, thank you for tuning in and see you again in two weeks. And guys, don't ever forget that his word is God's word.